Hi, guys. It's America. And Teresa. So we're taking a break in January, and we want you to check out some of our favorite episodes. So we'll be back. Keep on fighting in the open. Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey, everybody. It's Teresa. Hi, guys. It's America. And we're back. Today, we're going to narrow things in and talk specifically about depression, because the question that we got just typed in like, am I sad or am I depressed? And I know that we talked about this topic in our podcast, Am I Crazy? Or What Now? Where you're trying to think about like, is this normal or not normal? But today we're going to bring it in specifically around, you know, sadness and depression. What is interesting about this conversation is that a lot of us deal with different things that make us sad. And because we may be struggling with different pressures and things like that, we sometimes have to ask ourselves the question, I think quietly, not to other people. You know, that's a question that you ask yourself to really say, is this, is, am I just sad about this or am I really depressed? Because we kind of have an inkling of what depression is, but don't really know where that line exists from just general sadness to really being depressed. Yeah. And I, I think that in the discussion, it's going to be like, there's kind of two different processes. It's like the first time you're wondering if you're just sad or depressed, or if you're like, oh, I know what my depression is like, and I've been depressed but now I've had other things happen in my life. So I can't tell if I'm just sad now about these things or if I'm like depressed again. There's two different big times that somebody can ask this, but you're right. Like we also just ask this all the time because a sadness is a normal part of humanity. Yeah. Cause I think a, um, a lot of issues come into play when you start thinking about sadness and how it kind of comes about for an individual. So if you were to consider, for example, somebody that has maybe been dealing with like a long-term illness, you know, and they're kind of struggling with all the demands and you feel like you're isolated and things, being sad about the situation is kind of expected, right? But then the question becomes, what happens when I can no longer just kind of function and that sadness like slowly creeps into this major depression. And I think that's where people struggle in saying and identifying really what's happening with themselves. It's true. Like from a personal standpoint, it's kind of like we want to draw this line in the sand and say like, this is the difference between when I'm just sad and when I'm actually depressed even though that process is weird and convoluted because when you're depressed, you are sad. I kind of think about it like a watercolor, you know, like a watercolor painting where you have two colors that kind of mix into one another. Mm -hmm. There comes a point where you can't really separate the two. Mm. You know, they're so enmeshed with one another that it's very hard for you to then say, oh, that used to be really bright blue and the other color is like a green, you know, but in the middle it's become like this turquoise. Uh huh. It's kind of understanding, am I more on the side of this blues kind of severe kind of depression 
or am I more on the green side where it's just sadness that over time, I think maybe maybe getting better. That's the sucky part, though, about like mental illnesses and how biological they are, because it's probably the case that we're all on this spectrum, right? Yeah. And I'm in the middle, like I've had bouts of depression, but I also know people in my family or have had friends or people I've worked with who are on the other extreme side where their life is in clinical depression. And it's like, there's nothing that I should be sad about in life, but I am so sad and my brain is not working. And so that person knows it's like kind of almost easy for them to know that they have depression because they're just like, oh, there's nothing for me to be sad about. So the fact that I feel this way must be biological, right? But we're all existing on that spectrum where like how hard our brain has to work to feel some level of happiness or how easy it is for us to slip into sadness. Do you think that's true? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't because I I come to this thought. Okay, like I'm thinking, when was I when was I really happy? Like, am I thinking? What does that mean? You these are like existential questions that you're asking because all of that is self-defined, right? when we're when we're talking about like sadness, right? We think about why what was I sad? Maybe I'm sad because I'm not able to do the things that I want, right? Like I have expectations for myself so that upsets me and I get sad about it. But that's kind of different than a friend or family member is dealing with something and that is making me sad, right? That's a little different. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this place where you're just like, dude, the world sucks. Trying to make it better is not worth anything. And that's okay. That's where you are today. But could you change that thought in six months? What tends to happen is when I feel like it, when I'm in a funk, I can relate to things that are happening that help me understand why that is. If these things are happening, that's kind of understandable why you would feel stressed, sad, overwhelmed. And then I have to think about what happens once all these other things are no longer there. Are you still feeling that way? And that's, I think, when you have to consider what's happening. I wish there was a sign. (laughs) It's not like that. Yeah, the process of trying to decide how much I need help or how much Mm -hmm. I'm willing to suffer is, is so slow and it creeps on you so bad that you don't even know it. And, and, and. I find that we all are have so much capacity to sit in a lot of suffering yeah. that we'll stay depressed for a long freaking time before we finally reach out for help. And then when I do, it's because crap's really been bad. And then, and then I need a solution right away. And of course, with depression, solutions are horribly slow because antidepressants take forever, right? Yeah. I really I think what you said is super important, which is, I try to do things. I'm either doing things that make me feel worse or I'm doing things that make me feel better. But if I'm trying to do all the things that should make me feel better, like I'm giving a a fair shake and it's not getting better, then it's like, okay, the sadness and the experience I'm having has affected my brain so much that I need something more hardcore to really knock me back on track like yeah. medic meds or like really going to see a therapist and really working hard on those thoughts and behaviors and actions and making sure the medical side is good and the food and there's so much work and you know for me that's where where I get stuck right where 
the work aspect is so much easier. So today I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So, you know, we're in full preparation for conference, which is always keeping us busy. Everybody has stuff to do, which is a huge event for us, right? But on top of that, we all have lives outside of the office, right? And while we're trying to manage all that, for me, I'm trying to do my stuff today, but I'm also trying to eat better. But I was like, forget it. Not today, man. Today I'm eating pizza, right? And I went and got pizza and I was like, you shouldn't eat this pizza. This is all self-talk, right? If you really are thinking about getting better, you should actually eat a salad. I didn't want a salad. I wanted pizza. Pizza, pizza, okay? So for me, I made that decision. I was like, nope. Right now, what's going to make me even a tiny bit of happiness for a moment is eating this pizza. Okay? So You ate that pizza. I totally ate that piece of pizza. It was it was like not the best, but I still ate it because it was pizza. But, you know, I know that tomorrow I can try to do better. Yeah. And I've had what I needed today to get me through the anxiety, the stress, the sadness or whatever that I was feeling. And then tomorrow I'm just going to try again. Yeah. And this, the slope, the slippery slope is that you just make these small decisions every, every day and you know you're not making good ones to like change your thoughts and change your behavior. Like yeah. me, I'm saying about myself, like there are some people who experience depression so bad that they can feel it coming on. So they're like, so they start to get really rigid about mo- tracking their mood, like, like making sure that they never get back to that darkest place where they were so bad that it was so bad, right? But I have talked to people who like, who say, I remember really, really recently how bad that episode of depression was. I never want to be back there. So for them, that slippery slope is when they start to just feel that way that they know it's going to be bad, then that almost becomes the motivator for them to do all the stuff they need to do right away. So there's no answer. It's a feeling and it's just slow and stupid and I don't know. We've said some things that indicate whether you're sad or depressed, but is the answer is that you don't actually know because they're not separated? It's not a black or white thing. I think it is a spectrum of where individuals exist from day to day. But over time, you can come to see if there are certain patterns. Yeah. And those patterns can help you figure out if it is just sadness you know, or if it's getting to this place where you're no longer really able to function in the way that you know you did. Yeah. So what are solutions? Like if somebody says, am I sad or depressed? And they just want answers. Like, tell me what I need to do to figure out if I'm sad or depressed. Check in with people. I mean, we talked about that. Listen and check in with people. Be have the ears to hear the signs when some when the world is telling you like this is something more. You have to hear it. There has to be a point where you feel comfortable enough in asking for help and finding that right person. We've talked about this before. Finding out, finding who you want to talk to, but it's coming to that realization that okay, there's definitely something here that I can no longer do on my own. And, you know, I've had those conversations where it's about me just saying, 
I know I'm struggling right now. I'm keeping it together, but I'm struggling. <gasps> and yeah, being able to move past that to say, okay, then what? Is it finding a therapist? You know, when you start thinking about talking to a therapist, I think a lot of people get to this place of like, how in the world is a therapist going to help me? But the way I always describe it is the fact that we do so much to ourselves in our own mind. And we do that. We, when we talk to people that know us, we feel that they may judge us for all these different reasons, right? And the therapist, they don't have a clue who we are. They don't know us. So they're coming in and seeing us just as who we are as people without any preconceived notion of what they mm-hmm. think is happening with us. So that's what you can do if you are depressed or sad because I think therapy is the good for everything. If I if once I find a therapist I like, like being in therapy is wonderful. It's just getting there. Like just getting to the point where I can find another one, which sucks is what's hard. But if you're not sure if you're sad or depressed. I think asking a bunch of people who you know in your life is probably good. Like I, I should just ask about, I'm going to go ask a bunch of people I know in my life. Like, do you think I'm depressed right now? <laughs> That's probably what I should just do. I, for me, that would, because they know me. Why? Because I think what would end up happening is I would take everybody's opinion and make myself even more like crazy in my head because of all the things that have said to me. And and I'd have to like wade through all the stuff to then be like, oh, but that's me because I take in that that type of information. What's the solution for you then? Because I, for me, I know that I'm not where I want to be is a question that we have to ask ourselves. And then depending on that question, then you're like, okay, to what degree are you like not where you want to be and the further you are from where you want to be and how hard it is to get to the where you want to be tells me how deep I am into my depression and whether or not I should get help. But if that process of dealing with that self-reflection is hard, then for me, a backup is to start asking people I trust, like either they're going to tell me because I'm talking and they're like, what is going on with you? Mm -hmm. Like, do we need, is this something happening? Or if I have the bravery to do it, maybe I should say to some people, do you think I'm actually depressed or is it just something else, you know, to help me talk through that space with somebody I trust because I'm not, maybe I just need that reinforcement before I go down the path of doing all the hard stuff that I know I have to do if it is depression. You know, where my, where my mind goes is this idea that you may need, you as Teresa may need that reinforcement. For me, I, I don't want reinforcement because I already know something's not right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'd rather try things on my own. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. me tracking my moods or something over time and saying, last Tuesday, you like lost it. What happened? You know, and then looking at mm-hmm. those things and then saying within two weeks time, you've lost it. Like out of seven days, five days, you haven't been there, you know? Yeah. That's the way I process information. Yeah. So for you, you have to take that accounting yes you have to do the because research. i'm i'm logical in that way for me right 
Some people function that way. Others, they're more on the emotional side of things. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's why where people use like mood tracking apps, that's what they're yeah. doing. They're trying to they're trying to check themselves. But that's cool. Like I think we've provided three different options. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Three, yeah, three different options for people about how you can go back and maybe decide if you're sad or depressed. You know, I I I also have to consider the fact that if you were to go to speak with somebody, it might be interesting because maybe there's something that's going on that is not just impacting you. It may be impacting your entire family mm-hmm. or your community, your neighborhood, whatever. Mm. And by speaking to somebody else, they'd be like, duh, what do you mean? Of course you should be sad. But sometimes it takes that other person to tell us to validate the fact that it's okay to feel a certain way for us to say, oh, all right, then I'm not just, I'm not just making it up. You know, I'm not just reacting to this because of my stuff. You know, we talk about all the time, like you don't have to look sad. You don't have to be in bed crying all the time. Yes. If you're doing that, if you're in bed all the time, sleeping all the time, not going to work, crying all the time and, and, and destroying your relationships, then the red flags are so clear. Like red flag, red flag, you're depressed and the depression has gotten so bad. Do something about it right now because that's like severe, severe, severest depression, right? Those are like the red flags are so clear you're done. But before that period, there's so much gray and like there's such a long period where you can exist that's why I say about existing and suffering it's almost like I yeah you know and so like where does sadness end and depression starts like I think this gray part is a is hard because it's hard to tell but it's not hard in terms of suffering the period of sadness and depression and like the the depression part probably can be a long period of unhappiness or malcontent or struggling and then there are situations where, yes, the red flags are so clear, you have ma- a major depressed episode. Let me ask you a question. For you to be diagnosed with depression, right, mm-hmm. you have to meet certain parameters. One of the yes. thresholds is a period of two weeks or more, right? Mm-hmm. When I think about that, when I think about two weeks of time passing, it's not a lot of time, not at all. If you're struggling for two weeks at a time, right, and you are feeling sadness, sadness defined by you, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it then time for me to say, I should probably go see somebody? Or is there an opportunity for me to say, instead of just saying, okay, let me go see somebody, talk to somebody, whatever, is it about me really thinking through what really is making me sad? What's leading to all this? Maybe it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's like you just know that you're not where you want to be. And you're going to try and get where you want to be. And if you're not being able to get there, then it's a sign that you got to try something else. So and that's it. That's it. It's maybe not why. Like, I don't need to know if it's biology or if it's environment or if it's coming from grief per se. Like, what do I need to get better? And if I'm not getting better, then try the next thing. And you know you're depressed if you're sad and you're not living the life you want to live. And that's the only answer. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then the clinical definition of like sadness is that you're, you have no energy and you're tired and you feel like crap all the time and you can't think and you can't sleep and you're not interested in anything and you feel sluggish or agitated and you think about death all the time. And that causes you to eat horribly. And so you either lose a bunch of weight or you gain a bunch of weight. 
So if you want to know the exact clinical, you know, guideline on depression, you can go to the website and like look that up and look it up and you'll see that. But the harder thing is how do you personally decide that enough is enough? And that's what nobody talks about. It's like, well, are you sad or depressed? The answer is just, are you done? Are you, are you done with feeling the crappy way you feel? So you said sadness, but I got you. It was depression that you were telling us about. Sorry. It's time to end this podcast. <laughs> Hopefully it clarified some things for people and didn't make others even more confused. And if you are, write to us and we'll work it out with you. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts are. Yeah. Something like we that. We want to know because yeah. it's important. So keep fighting in the open, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.